Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Uh, here with some special guests today. Ben, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Hey, Ben Sweeney. I'm uh, owner of Enville, one of the owners of Enville Insurance Group. Um, we're a broker and um, we uh, sell everything but health insurance. Perfect. Perfect. And then we have another special guest on here as well. Kyle. Now, Kyle, you work with Ben at the brokerage, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead and give yeah. us a rundown. Yeah. Thanks for having us on, man. So uh, my name is Kyle Green and I am a producer uh, with Enville, uh, focusing on personal and commercial lines insurance. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on. Everybody's pretty busy right now, you know, especially in your guys' sector with the whole COVID-19 um, I'm sure that's had some impact as well. You know, for those of you that are listening, we're doing this through a Zoom meeting. Uh, the quality may be a little bit further down because of that, because obviously we're not sitting in a room with professional microphones and everything else, but we're trying to do what we can to be safe and make this thing work. Um, now, Ben, you, you know, you said you're a, a co-partner or a co-owner of a brokerage. Um, how long have you been doing that and how'd you get started? Um, <clears throat> well, we started Enville. Uh, I started Enville about three years ago. And um, brought my business partner, Will Canterbury, he's um, in as a sales producer. And then um, about six months to a year, brought him on as a business partner. And so he's been with me for two and a half years and two years as a business partner. Awesome. Awesome. So tough times during that. Is it tough to get up and running or is it, hey, turn the key, open it up and you're in business? Now it, <clears throat> it takes a lot getting it going because a lot of companies won't, they won't appoint you. And uh, so they'll wait. They'll be like, I want to wait until you're about three years down the road, see how you're doing, see how big your book is. And then we'll talk about it again. Right. And then you have some companies that'll just appoint anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, luckily this thing got that started off before all this stuff kicked off. Um, now your biggest influence, and this is, this has been in discussion with you, you and I, and seeing you on Facebook, you know, you're a, a pillar in the community. You're a person that people know you get out there and you're more of the belly to belly sales. You're not doing these click funnels or anything crazy like that. Um, how do you think that being involved in the community like you are has helped improve your business? Uh, whereas other people are maybe doing like call center type work. I think, I think it helps a lot because, um, you know, I got to, the people I write insurance for, I got to see them every day when I go get coffee or when I go out to eat or go grab a beer or something. And so you, you treat those people a little bit different. They're not just a number. They're not just a premium. It's, Hey, how you doing, Mary? Or, Hey, how you doing, Melissa? You know? Um, so, you know, those people out there. And so I think that helps because then they refer you and they keep, it just kind of keeps building. Right, right. Now, Kyle, quick question for you. You know, you said you do a lot of commercial stuff. So you're in more of the office structure. And now are you doing cold calls? Or are you going in offices? Tell me a little bit about your business side of things. Yeah, sure, man. So actually not, I'm definitely more personal lines heavy right now. So I came on board about a month and a half ago with Ben and Will at Enville. So um, been in insurance uh, for the last five years, but PNC property and casualty insurance the last couple of years. Um, so personal lines heavy, definitely not, man. I came over, uh, so I don't have, you know, uh, you know, a call sheet. I don't have, you know, I'm not buying leads. So it's all word of mouth, all referrals. Uh, you know, I, I think what I have found to be most impactful or, you know, uh, 
generating those referrals on the personal line side is is uh, helping mortgage lenders. So mortgage lenders are a big referral partner for me. Right, right. Now, personal and casualty, for those that aren't listening, or I'm sorry, that hopefully they're listening, but for those who aren't familiar, um, what exactly does that cover? Uh, yeah, Kyle, about that? Ed, anybody. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't know if you were talking to me or Ben, man. No, you're fine. Kyle, go ahead. You know, is it is it the auto and the home? Are we looking at something deeper than that? You know, just for a general basis, so the people that are listening that don't necessarily know the terminology kind of get an, uh, an idea of what that covers. Yeah, sure. Property cash, man, encompasses, yeah, your auto home. It's going to be uh, insurance on actual property, whether that's a structure. Um, and then you've got a casualty, so the liability portion of it as well. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, Ben, you and I were talking about this the other day, and that's when people look at coverage, you know, you typically look at, hey, what's the state minimum? Can I get the most cut rate coverage out there? And how cheap can I get it? And, you know, I think as you expose yourself to more liability, you start to see of, see things like, hey, if I run into a back of a brand new $100,000 Mercedes Benz, is my coverage going to take care of that? Or if I T-bone a car and the passengers are injured, do I have enough coverage? I mean, is this something that, obviously with you guys, you guys look at more of the, the specialized kind of detailed, hey, you know, this is kind of what you need. This is the area that you live in so on and so forth. Right. But the call center people are just about, hey, let's write you a policy. We'll get you in at any dollar amount here. Here's a policy and not so much of the detail. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. No, um, no, you're good. Yeah, we do. We do more of the, we educate our clients. And so it's like, hey, do you realize that if you have state state minimum insurance, if you hit, if you hit a car, if it's anything over a, a used 10, 15 year old car, it's not going to cover it. Right. Um, you're going to be out of pocket. And so if you have any type of assets, you're going to lose those assets too. Right. Um, and so that's why you need to not shop on price and shop more on coverage and, and look at the agency you're working with and the carriers and everything else. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing because obviously, you know, you don't want to wastefully spend and have, interest that's too expensive. I mean, if you're driving around in a 15-year-old car and you need collision or something like that, then maybe that's the right plan for you. Um, What kind of hangs me up is, you know, you get on some of the online online insurance companies and it's like, hey, click this box. Here's what we recommend for you. Would you like a cheaper policy? Um, You know, uninsured motorists, there's another big thing. Like none of us ever think I'm going to have an accident. It's always, well, somebody else is going to hit me because I'm a perfect driver, you know? Um, and so, you know, there's that, that's one of the big things that, that as you get older, more educated in that. And I'm glad you said that, cause that's one of the key fundamentals of people making a, a responsible decision is being educated in that decision. Um, the other big thing is, is homeowners insurance. You know, I, myself, I had a tree hit my house, the, you know, the windstorms last year, a tree fell down and it, it hit the backside of my house and you know, luck, luckily everything was was the way it should be. The coverage was proper and stuff like that. But being in the mortgage industry, we see a lot of people where their policy, they bring it to us and it's like, oh my God, you know, if something happened, you don't even have replacement value here. And people right. don't take into account to revisit their policy over the years as the appreciation occurs and their their home becomes, 
you know, more and more valuable. So is that something you guys do as you reach back out and kind of touch base with your clients during renewal period? Or, or do you just click a button and say, all right, you're renew- renewed, you're good to go? Yeah, we do that a um, little bit. and Because one reason why is because we're looking at it to see, all right, did their policy go up 10, 15%? Did it go up 20%? Or And so then we're looking at that and seeing why and uh, getting back out with them. Hey, have you done any renovations? Have you done anything like this that would um, drive the premium up a little bit? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, because if you do a renovation in your house, you really need to call your insurance agent and say, hey, I just put granite countertops in. Right. Because if you went in with, because when we're figuring out the premium of a house and the cost of a house, there's different levels. And so if you have like basic for your kitchen, well, if your house, if you have a total loss, that's what's going to be put back in there, whether you had it or not. Right. So that's kind of like the auto insurance, you know, when you start putting wheels on it and lifting vehicles or adding accessories, if you don't account for those and essentially pay for those on a month to month basis, I mean, you're not put paying full, full pot for those things you put on, but if you don't account for them, then you're just getting the basic replacement when everything's said and done. If you total your vehicle or something like that, correct? Oh yeah. So, yeah. and, and cost wise, Kyle, I know this is something that you work big in, especially dealing with a lot of the PNC. Um, you know, do you find that people are a little more hesitant to say, yeah, you know, I've done this to my vehicle or I've, I've improved this on my house. Do you find that there's some hesitation to do that from some consumers because it does increase the value and they say, no, 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 let's just go back to the basic coverage? Yeah, no, I, I personally haven't found on that to be the case. I think uh, um, I think a majority, most people that I talk to are definitely concerned. You know, they want to make sure, you know, especially the higher value stuff, they've, whether it's granite or a lift kit or whatever rims, they want to make sure that's properly covered for sure. That's the, in my experience. Right. Yeah. That's always a, it's a good thing to have. And it's, it's dependent upon the clientele that you're working with. You know, I, I know that some people are a little more exposed than others, which means that, Hey, we need a little bit more coverage than normal. Um, Especially if you have situations where, you know, a pool in the backyard or something like that, obviously if something happens, you want to make sure that you don't lose your, your home and your cars and your business or whatever else may be tied to it. Cause let's face it. If, if you run a red light on accident, T-bone a vehicle and, and injure people in that vehicle, I'm assuming that if your insurance doesn't cover it, they can come after you personally, unless there's some some liability stuff that's already put in place. But based on the general statement of that, I mean, would that be true that, you know, let's say I blow a red light and run into a uh, Escalade full of people and injure somebody. Am I ultimately going to be on the hook for any difference or potentially be on the hook for any difference if my state minimum coverage didn't coverage that, or cover that damage? Oh, yeah, they can come after you on that. They can, I mean, they'll hire a lawyer and then come at, they can come after you for, and get the rest of the coverage. Yeah. You yeah. can sometimes garnish your wages. Too. Yeah. Oh, That's a, to that point. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at, at that point, you're basically, there's, there's no getting away from it. I mean, they're, they're taking out of your wages or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about when they look at their coverages and what it is that we're trying to do. Uh, as far as, you know, from a mortgage side, we want to make sure our collateral is covered, obviously. We want to make sure, heaven forbid, the house burns down, that it can be built back. Uh, And if you don't want it, it becomes a total loss that we get paid off and that the the consumer can at least walk away without, you know, some type of weight. But when you start looking at those specialty things and the fact that, hey, you're in a moving vehicle and you may hit a $10,000 car, you may hit a $100,000 car, and there may be one person in there or four people in there, you know, you need to make sure you have that coverage. So, 
educate me. You know, I know you guys are limited on some of the things that you can talk about. And, and for the most part, you know, I'm familiar with, with a lot of this terminology. I've been in the industry for 16 years. And so at some point you have to start learning a little bit about insurance, but I'm right. by no means a licensed insurance person. So, I mean, if I'm a new guy and I come in and I say, Hey, I want a policy. What, what's some of the things you would educate me on? You go, Kyle. Yeah, man, I'll start with the auto. So I keep it real basic. Somebody that has zero knowledge of like, like you just talked about, I mean, zero knowledge of what auto insurance is, what the coverage does for them. I mean, with auto insurance, there's three main coverages. You know, you got the first is coverage for the other person. That's your bodily injury, liability, property damage. What we just talked about. If you hit somebody, you cause injury to them or they you damage their vehicle or you run into their home or a building. Um, and then you, the second main coverage is going to be coverage for you and your family, people that are in your car the uninsured motorist, underinsured motorist coverage. I think the latest stat I saw or heard about one in five Tennesseans are riding around without car insurance. So um, pretty, you know, not a, not a slim chance. You know, it's a decent chance somebody could, could run into you without coverage. And then you've got the third main coverage is coverage for uh, your vehicle. That's your collision and comprehensive. Uh, collision is going to be, you know, you hitting someone or something, um, a building or something. And then you've got comprehensive where it's basically everything other than collision. If you hit an animal, uh, falling objects, theft, somebody steals your car, things like that. And those come with what's called deductibles. Um, but yeah, short and sweet, man. That's kind of the, the, the three main coverages with your auto insurance. So let me ask you this, Kyle. Uh, and I thought about this, you know, this is the type of stuff I think about on a regular basis. I probably shouldn't, but, um, so my daughter learned how to ride a bike without training wheels. And she literally learned yesterday. So naturally when dad gets home from work, she wants to ride her bike. And, and we were approaching a cul-de-sac and there's a vehicle sitting, you know, at the end of the cul-de-sac. My first thought is if she runs into that car and literally, I don't know why this is my first thought. If she runs into that car, it's going to hit my homeowner's insurance. Is, is that a correct thing in thinking? Because it does strike another vehicle does my homeowner's insurance cover her bicycle hitting that car? Or would my auto insurance cover that? Yeah, I mean, real high level. I mean, you kind of get in the week because you, you really don't, until you file a claim, an adjuster comes out there or whatever. But that, right. uh, and Ben, you can piggyback off this, but I, I you know, that would fall under the liability if that person, you know, salt damages legal action against you, you have liability coverage in place under your homeowner's insurance gotcha. um, for that. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, and and those are those are aspects that I think about when I'm like, uh, you know, because I look at the how exposed I am, you know, when it comes to liability. So, Ben, you were going to say something. I apologize. I interrupted you. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, I was going to say that's what your liability is um, kind of on your house. And if someone was to come over to your house, get hurt or you were to cause damage to something, that's what that's for right there. Gotcha. Um, and so that usually, you know, I've seen it down to like hundred thousand, but that you need to, we usually start about 300,000 and bump it up, uh, depending on the house, um, what kind of assets you have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all, once again, we go into that custom tailor fill and that's something once, you know, I, I want to make it clear your local call centers, there, there's no incentive for them to say, well, Hey, do you, do you have firearms? You know, we live here in Tennessee. Firearms are, are pretty common. Um, yeah. You know, do, if so, do you need those things covered? 
Uh, do you have jewelry? Do you have things like that, the piggyback riders that can go on there to help make sure, let's say, heaven forbid, someone's house is a total loss, but at least those things would be covered in that loss or in a theft or something like that. Yeah, because so. yeah, on, on your homeowners, you have automatic coverage for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually list it out, your deductible is a thousand bucks or whatever your homeowner's deductible is. Right. But if you actually schedule it, then you can set your deductible. So you can set it at a different level than what your homeowners is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've seen some homeowners deductibles. I mean, it's like 2% of the rebuild cost of their house. Yes. And so, you know, I saw one the other day, it was a $6,000 deductible. Yeah. And that's and, great. Yeah, it's nuts. And, and a lot of people don't realize that because it's like, oh, sweet, I got a cheap premium. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if anything ever happens, your deductible every year is going to go up with the value of your house. Mm-hmm. And so if you, you go to file a claim because, you know, that's what insurance is for. Well, if the claim's a thousand bucks, your deductible is six grand. Right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And And that's the big thing that I think a lot of us, you know, nobody teaches this stuff in school. Like there needs yeah. to be a professor in your senior year that's like, all right, guys, sit down. Here's here's the deal, you know, um, but nobody does. And that's unfortunate. So yeah, I, think, um, I think one one important thing I want to mention on the home insurance side, if you let's say your tree does fall, damage your home. Right. I always advise my clients to get just go get a free estimate from somebody to what, what, what it would cost to repair. Yeah. Let's say your deductible is five grand. Well, you file a claim, your company doesn't cover it. Well, that claim's going to follow you around for five years, even though not necessarily with that company, but if you try to shop it, it's going to come up on your claim history, even though there was no payout. So right. try to get a free estimate, see how much it might cost, and then gauge it from there of whether or not you should file a claim or not. You know, that's a that's a really good and valid point, especially when you talk about something like that. Um you know, because I think most people's first response is, oh, where's my insurance company number? You know, and you'd be amazed. This is coming from the mortgage side. There's been so many times where I'm like, hey, who's your homeowner's insurance? And they're like, I don't know, uh, Bank of America. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you pay to somebody who's it through. And they're like, I have no idea. And it it becomes a struggle to get that information. You almost have to hopefully order the payoff and it lists on there, you know, ABC insurance company or whatever the case may be. So, right. You should put all this information in a, a location where you have data sensitive information. Um, one thing I learned, so I had a house I was broken into uh, when I lived out in Franklin about six, seven years ago. And with that, they stole electronics, you know, things like that. And at that point, I was younger. I was a little bit more ignorant to, um, you know, having serial numbers and things like that. And so when the insurance company came in, they're like, hey, do you have proof that you own this stuff? Uh, and I had none, you know, and it, it, granted, don't get me wrong, they covered what they were supposed to, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't itemize. So I'm saying this to say this portion, if you have homeowners coverage or auto or whatever the case may be, I myself, at least, and, and you guys could speak to this better, would highly recommend having a notated list located on a cloud or in a safe or something like that to where you can refer back to this list and cross-reference what's oh, yeah. missing or damaged versus what what you have on there. Um, I think it makes it easier for you guys, you know? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a smartphone. Just go around your house and start taking pictures of everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, and post it on Facebook. Back up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't post it on Facebook. I was just kidding. <laughs> um, actually, that's how one of the items that got... So, I, I'm weird. I had 33 bottles of cologne. Um, and oh. I just... I, 
I like different cologne and, and I got to the point where I was like, every week I'm going to buy a new bottle. And that's what I did. And so I had a picture on Facebook that I had taken because the insurance ad- adjuster is like, why would you have 30, 32, 33 bottles of cologne? I was like, I, I told him the same thing I just told you guys. And he's like, well, you know, you're gonna have to provide proof. Luckily, I uploaded that picture to Facebook. And I was like, here's my proof. And then the next question was, why did yeah. you take a picture of your cologne? I'm like, come on, man. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I took a picture of it because it was unbelievable to me too. So, right. um, well, hey, we're going to wrap this up. You know, I, I've, I've kept you guys. I know you guys are busy. I know it's Friday. We're getting ready to rock into the weekend. Hopefully you guys have some huge quarantine plans this weekend. You know, maybe oh, sit yeah. around the house, go to the front porch, back porch, stuff like that. Um, let me ask you this the best way to get in touch with you guys. I want both of your guys' information because some, maybe some people like the way Kyle sounds. Maybe some people like the way Ben sounds, but if I want to get a hold of you guys, Ben, go ahead and fire out first name, you know, give me all that information and get in touch with you. Um, ben, Enville insurance group, and you can call us at 615-505-1011. And uh, we have two awesome um, service customer service reps answering the phone. They're shooting into each one of us. Um, and then you can email us at contact at enville Perfect. Spell that Enville for me, please, for the people that can't spell in the back. That <laughs> so is N-V-I-L-L-E. Perfect. Perfect. Kyle, go ahead and shoot it out. Yeah. That, hey, what Ben said, that's the best way to get a hold of me as well, man. Perfect. Of us, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you guys for being on the show today. Uh, listeners, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you and your families are safe and sound. You know, hopefully this coronavirus will will pass as everything does eventually. Uh, but yeah. hopefully, hopefully we're able to rebound from this. Also, one thing I want to touch on is the thing that Kyle said. One in five in, uh, people driving in Tennessee are uninsured. You know, chances are as we see economic distress, you're going to see that number go up even higher so if you don't have that uninsured motorist policy, be sure to jump on. It's the best thing you can do to protect you and your family. And if you're looking for coverage, be sure to reach out to these guys. Thanks again for listening.